0: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on vSAN, the
4: sports betting network.
1: Oh, it's the place to be for week seven in the National Football League. Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the vSAN studios in the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi Abebefe alongside my man Mike Pritchard. Pritch. Ten games that we have here on the morning and afternoon slate. We have one Sunday night game, so eleven total in today's NFL action. Make sure to tweet at us at Vison Live, at Femi Abbafe, at M. I. Pritchard. We want to interact with you guys all throughout the two hours as we bring you our NFL analysis to hopefully get you set for what should be a fun-filled Sunday in the National Football League. We'll try to find some value. And to help us find some value, we have a guest coming up at 6.30, Julian Edlow. We've never talked to this guy on Point Spread Sunday. I'm curious to chat with him. He is the DraftKings content specialist. They have a lot of fun props at DraftKings, Mm -hmm. usually a big menu. So we'll break that down for him. That's coming up at 6.30. And, of course, our picks at the top of the second hour. We have eight of them total. I got six, Pritch. Okay. All right? So it's a little less than I usually have because we got six teams on bye week, but a little less than we usually have, though. You have a couple picks. We'll get to those top of the next hour. But how are you feeling as we enter into week seven in the national football?
4: I'm feeling pretty good, Femi. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling like um – uh, I got a good feel on my philosophy, on what I want to do in terms of betting games and, and how I want to make money. It's about that lower left to upper right for me with my bankroll, right? And <laughs> so we, uh, the, we, we want to cash tickets for sure, and, and we do that. But certainly uh, it's that journey. Uh, it's not a, what is that? Not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon here when it comes to betting. But uh, I, I love it. Um, I cannot wait to break these games down because I only have a few plays, but maybe you're looking to add some more.
1: There we go. We're always looking to add more, right, you know, right? We, we talk uh-huh. about the buffet and we joke about that, but you know, if anytime you get room on the plate, you can always add a little bit more, right? So we'll see if we can do that throughout the show. Once again, coming to you for a couple hours here on a football Sunday, and I wanted to start off, Pritch, here because we're six weeks in, at least six weeks of games that we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. Thus far. And I think at this point it's time to look at some trends that might be happening. You know, it's it's sometimes could be noise and not necessarily signal when you talk about trends. But I think there's a consistent trend that we've seen not just this year but all throughout. I think mean, the last two or three years in the National Football League, and that's home field advantage. Sure. When you look at the trends right now, away teams against the spread, fifty-four. 54- And 40, ATS entering week number seven. Away underdogs, 33 and 22. That's 60% if you just blindly bet away underdogs at close. What do you make of that trend of away teams being the right side thus far here in the 2021 regular season?
4: Well, I I think conventional thinking, uh, Femi would suggest, and and I've heard this from bookmakers before, even better is in terms of, okay, we're going to give three points to the home field, the home team. Uh, because of the home field advantage but as you think about the league now as opposed to the league in yesteryear uh the facilities are so different like i can remember that and that was my correlation here so when i got into the league and you know we were practicing in swanee georgia we stayed at a best western (laughs) right that was our headquarters a best western uh now you got these cathedrals and these state-of-the-art facilities and you can mimic and and you can have the noise piped in and So what I'm getting at is that the teams nowadays with their facilities can get ready for being the road team. They can get ready for that environment. They understand that and they rep it out. So uh, I I think we're seeing that migration towards that way. And therefore, I don't know how much of a home field advantage these teams will have. Now, dome teams are different. Mm-hmm. like the Superdome or, or whatever it's called now in New Orleans. Yes, yeah, Caesars uh, Dome. I Caesars Dome, now, yeah. Um, I've been through so many names with that dome. <laughs> uh, and then the King Dome back in the day because it was concrete. Hey, yeah, it was <laughs> concrete. Go. So we, yep. we had a home field advantage. Arrowhead no longer has a home field advantage. That crowd used to be intimidating. But uh, I think what we're seeing uh, teams in these facilities, these state-of-the-art facilities, uh, now as a road team, you're not really concerned anymore.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned state-of-the-art facilities. Also, travel. Right. That's upgraded, and they're all flying first class, staying at the five-star luxury hotels. But I think also to teams, the way they practice. Mm-hmm. Every team pretty much practices with music now. Right. To get ready for that crowd right. noise. That these teams now they put so much into preparing. Into these hostile environments that the environment no longer is hostile because the, the team has been practicing Monday or rather Wednesday, Thursday, Friday leading up to the game.
4: on set. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you watch college football, I mean, they're on a silent count anyway at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. most of the time in college football. So from an offensive perspective, uh, you're not really concerned. Uh, with the road environment. Uh, and, you know, we, we traveled first class too, but, you know, it, the thing is is, is the, the facilities when you can pipe in that noise and then you can have the ability to practice and prepare for that and then the silent counts that you do and then all you're worried about is the execution. But I, I think what we're finding too, Femi, is is a road team being able to match the energy of the home teams and because they're settled in. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I've looked at that. I've looked at these trends, uh, and that, that to me makes the most sense in terms of why these uh, away teams or road teams are having um, uh, uh, an easier time than they used to.
1: It, it's interesting when you look at that graphic. Favorites, 43 and 51 mm-hmm. against the spread, just 45%. And that's even factoring in after what we saw last week right. when it felt like every single favorite covered. At least I believe favorites went 7-0 and in the early window in week number six. That, I think, will bounce back. Sure, I think we'll see that bounce back because that's it's only six weeks so far of data. But the away teams, we've seen this going back to 2018, 2019. Uh, last year in 2020 when there was no crowds because of COVID, mm-hmm. obviously that was a big deal. But we thought, at least from betters, at least I thought, that it would bounce back towards the home teams with the crowds coming back. Now, we saw that week one, but once that kind of fizzled out, Now these road teams are coming back. Do you think that this will eventually get back to where you see 50%? Because
4: 60% there at this point, you just (laughs) blindly bet road dogs and then just kind of see how the chips fall at the end of the day. Yeah, I I think it always, there's always a regression somewhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. If it gets too far, if it deviates too far one way, it'll come back to, it'll regress. Uh, If it deviates the other way, then it'll regress. I mean, it always happens. That's a regression to the mean right there. We all understand that for sure. Uh, But right now, yeah, enjoy it. Uh, Ride this trend because it's pretty strong.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a strong, <laughs> 60% in the national football league. If you're hitting at that rate, uh, six weeks into the season, your bankroll's looking rather good. Mm-hmm. And one of the teams that is a road favorite, not even a road dog, it's a road favorite. So we've seen those road teams, uh, being able to cover road favorites, even 53% right. against the spread, but the Kansas city chiefs are four point favorites. On the road in Nashville, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Total of 57 and a half in this game. Pritch, this is probably the best game of the early window. I would say, in my opinion, you get Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry, two MVP candidates, but it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. How do you see this one, at least from an X's and O's standpoint, and also from a betting standpoint as we approach kickoff here in about five hours?
4: Well, from a betting standpoint, it's tick towards the tightness here, uh, certainly because I saw a five uh, earlier this week uh, for Kansas mm-hmm. City. But um, X's and O's, it's, it's interesting because it, it seems like it potentially could be a shootout. Uh, and I was asking this question earlier this week on Betting Across America in terms of uh, the point spread. I mean, when you have a five-point point spread and, okay, potentially have a shootout, does that make sense there? Is that correlated? But now you see it tick down. It's now four, 57-and-a-half is the the total. Uh, If we do have a shootout because the inability for both teams to play defense, uh, this can get very, very interesting. You know, I I think Patrick Mahomes, uh, his lack of patience has led him into some difficulty out there because teams are now playing two high safeties. Uh, They're actually playing man-to-man or zone underneath, uh, and they're forcing him to throw the ball in the middle of the field. And and as he escapes to pocket, when he throws the ball over the middle of the field, if he's inaccurate, that could be a pick. Yeah. If it bounces off the hands of a receiver, it can be a pick. And so defenses are are trying to uh, make Mahomes do things he's uncomfortable with at times, or certainly uh, his ability can get him in trouble. So we'll see if he can adjust to that. And then on the other side, for the Titans, if they're fully healthy, we saw what that offense can be and what they're capable of. With Derrick Henry and then those two weapons on the outside, you you have to make a decision defensively. Am I going to load the box up and try to stop the run, or am I going to try to cover these elite receivers on the outside? To me, that's pretty difficult.
1: Yeah, no, Derrick Henry, we saw him ripping off runs against the Buffalo Bills last Monday night in that upset victory for the Tennessee Titans. There were six-point underdogs in that game, win the game outright. But it's interesting – with that game just happening on Monday, and now Tennessee turning around and taking on Kansas City here on this Sunday. Because I would say that most people, if you ask them who are the contenders in the AFC, they'd say Buffalo number one mm-hmm. and still Kansas City number know, two, right? despite being three and three. The fact that the line is a little bit different, it's not the, okay, if Buffalo was a six point favorite, Kansas City's a six point favorite. It's Kansas City's a four point favorite. So almost something that you can glean from there. If all right, the market feels that Buffalo is considerably better mm-hmm. than Kansas City, which is what we haven't seen over the last couple of years. Right,
4: right. And internally, in the building for Kansas City, they know they have issues. I mean, Josh Gordon, we'll see what happens there. What, what are we going to do with these players? But they can't run the football. We're really young on the um, right side of the, uh, of the offensive line. Now, what I mean we can't run the football, of course they have put up numbers against certain teams, yeah. but they can't run it to where it can control a game if they want it to. Uh, they're still going to rely on Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes. And you got Kelsey with the neck issue. I think he's going to be okay, though. you got the quad issue with Tariq Hill. How explosive is he still going to be uh, making plays? But I, I think on the other side and the opposite side of Kansas City, when you see a pretty good offense like the Tennessee Titans can have, uh, to me, I, I don't know about Patrick Mahomes and his patience. I'm, I'm worried about that as a better.
1: Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of pressure on him. And some of those mistakes that we've seen thus far feel like it's him forcing it. Too right. much Because he knows we can't go a possession without scoring. Right. Otherwise, we're going to be down two scores. So I have to put up points to be able to be able to keep up. in what Chiefs games kind of turn into like a tennis match. It almost feels like, of, all right, we're serving, then they're serving. Sure. And stuff like we, we don't want them to be able to break or, or what have you. Interesting to note, though, with this game, we mentioned the total of 57 mm-hmm. and a half. The over is seven and three in the last 10 games <laughs> between these two teams. That number of 57.5 is quite hefty, but I can see it happening. Absolutely. I can absolutely see it happening. And both teams, it feels like to me, will probably get into the 30s. And if you get that, obviously that's 60-plus points. And it should be a fun game. When we saw it last Monday with 34-31 uh, Tennessee beating Buffalo. So interesting to see how this one plays out over in Nashville. But we are just getting started here on Point Spread Sunday. On the other side... We're talking about more props and also ranking teams by their records. It's Point Spread Sunday, Week 7 in the National Football League. You're watching VCNV Sports Betting Network.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on vSAN, the
4: Sports Betting Network.
1: The Breeders' Cup is right around the corner in the first weekend in November. Sign up today with promo code vegas One Thousand and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Use the bonus code vcin1000. That's vcin.com slash horses, promo code Vegas1000. It is Point Spread Sunday, coming to you from the vcin studios in the South Point Hotel and Casino. Family Bebefe, Mike Pritchard, getting you set for week number seven in the National Football League. And Pritch, when, when we're betters, we're, or, or as betters, I should mm-hmm. say, it, we always power rate these teams just based on because we always want to know on a neutral field, what would this team be rated over this team? So I figured it'd be good to kind of rank these teams by the records is how they're grouped, starting with the five and one teams, Ravens, Buccaneers, Packers, Cowboys, Rams. Those are kind of the elite teams. Cardinals aren't. In it. They're the only six and team we have in the NFL thus far. But of those five and one teams, again, Ravens, Buccaneers, Packers, Cowboys, and Rams. How would you rank those that
4: stack of five right. teams that we have here? That's crazy to think about, right? We got to rank uh, these teams that are playing pretty good football. Um, I'll start with number five, and, and I'll put uh, the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers there at number five, uh, just because Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be his last year, I think. The last dance and uh, whether it's scorched earth or not, uh, at some point, whether it's going to be this coming week against Arizona, in a short week, uh, I wonder how they're going to react to adversity. They had it early on, they lost their first game, but they've been on a roll now. Uh, at some point, that's going to catch up to them. Uh, then it gets difficult because I, I really love how Lamar Jackson has uh, ascended here. The, his level of play at quarterback. I mean, he's evolved. They talked about all year of, of Lamar Jackson becoming this pocket passer. Yeah. And he's become this pocket passer. I mean, the guy threw for 2,700 yards last year as a quarterback. <laughs> uh, so he needed to fix that. And he has. So uh, do I go Rams at four or do I go Ravens at four? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean Rams. Okay. Because it's a new quarterback situation with Matthew Stafford. Even though it's going well, it's going nice. I even they lost it to the Cardinals, but it's going okay. So then, number my number three team, I got to go Ravens. Uh, like I just mentioned about Lamar Jackson. And then number two, my, my goodness, Dak Prescott. Uh, welcome to elite. Uh, yeah. This guy is playing He's on an elite fantastic. level. He is fantastic, earning every dime of that forty million a year that Jerry Jones has given him. The fact that Jerry Jones was reluctant to doing that too uh, is beyond <laughs> Seems me. Seems so silly. In it does, time. right? Uh, and then, number one, until somebody knocks this man down or t- you know until he retires, I don't know who anybody how you don't pick Tom Brady. I mean, he just proves people wrong time and time and time again. Uh, so he's my number one team at five five and one rec- records right there.
1: yeah, no I totally agree with you with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they have their issues with the secondary, but that's more so a health thing to me. Right. I don't think it's like a there's this can't be corrected. I think that's once they get those guys back, I think they'll get back to the defense we saw at the end of last season when they went on the run to win the Super Bowl there. I think I'd put the Ravens number two.
4: Do you? Okay. So,
1: Lamar Jackson right now, he's, in my opinion, is playing like the MVP with what he's able to do and hold that ship afloat without all the injuries they have. I mean, 17 guys on injured reserve. I mean, they've been decimated with injuries. But – it's not a factor. We're not talking about it. We're not harping on it because they continue to win. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of Lamar Jackson. I would put the Ravens at number two. I think I would have the Rams three. Okay. I think I would. I think I would. Would go- you have
4: the Cowboys? four I think I'd, I think I'd go <laughs> okay. Cowboys four wow I, I, and, and,
1: and maybe because uh, full disclosure I'm a Cowboys fan okay so it could be the cautious optimism right. of mm-hmm. I don't want to get too excited uh <laughs> but I think I'd put the Cowboys at four right now just because I'm not the biggest Mike McCarthy fan and I know they they have all the talent in the world Dak Prescott you mentioned playing like an MVP caliber player their receivers are amazing offensive line is really humming the running game with Zeke and Pollard it can't be stopped the defense has come along so you're checking off every single box <laughs> but you imaginable have <laughs> except for the head coach and the head coach i have a question mark i know he's a super bowl winner but just the decision making mm-hmm. that in game that we see from mike mccarthy would it holds me back just a little bit but i i would fourth is not bad no. I mean, you're fourth in the national football okay. league that's not bad at all but cowboys would be fourth and i think the green bay packers at five but they're getting healthier too maybe Towards November, December, the Packers go up a little bit higher. Of the four and two teams that we have in the National Football League, we have five of them as well. The Chargers, Titans, Bills, Bengals, and the Las Vegas Raiders. How about that? How would you stack those teams up?
4: Well, you know, I'm looking at this category too, this group of uh, teams, and, uh, okay, where are they going? I I think the Titans – finally have found the offense that they had envisioned, Uh, new offense coordinator Todd uh, Downing, uh, as well as new players, Julio Jones. And so, okay, what are we going to do without Arthur Smith? This is the week, or last week was, in which they probably figured it out. Now, they're not as healthy. Uh, And so where are they going to trend? Are they going to trend up or trend sideways? And uh, I I think I'll put the Titans at number four, uh, and excuse me, number five. The Raiders at number four because of Derek Carr. Derek Carr has ascended, too. I mean, I, I don't know if he's to that elite level yet, but he's getting close. Uh, and then certainly you think about the situation that the Raiders are in, not only with Coach Gruden uh, uh, parting ways there, but there's a lot of players with one- or two-year contracts and no guaranteed money. So yeah. there, there's so much uncertainty there. But that could be a motivating factor, I believe, for this uh, Raiders football team. Uh, And then I got the Bengals at number three. I cannot believe that. I I cannot believe that. But their (laughs) defense, Femi, their defense, and I think people are sleeping on them, uh, holding opponents to under 20 points a game. Uh, And they play the Packers. They've had some quality opponents on on their schedule so far. Uh, And then at number two, uh, certainly uh, the Chargers uh, with Herbert. uh, He's tracking that way. Uh, and I think the Chargers, if you just look at history, they've always been one of those teams that is are, are immensely talented, right? Uh, and now they have the quarterback playing at this level. Uh, it sets them up pretty nice. And then I got the Bills. Uh, even though they lost to uh, the Titans, I think the Bills can still make a run at the Super Bowl. Uh, so they're my number one team in this category. As for the three and three teams, we have
1: Vikings, Steelers, Bears, Broncos, Chiefs, mm-hmm. Panthers. One of those is not like the others, in my opinion. Uh, is, let's see if that lines up with your opinion as well.
4: Yeah, well, the Bears are god-awful. <laughs> they are. They're terrible, but so are the Broncos. The Broncos stink right now. Um, four straight
1: losses for Denver.
4: Yeah, can we put them in a tie somewhere at the bottom? Uh, that's what I would like to do. Uh, I think Big Ben and the Steelers, they have a chance to get better. Early on, we saw the growing pains of a of a coordinator and Big Ben kind of fighting uh, the direction. But, uh, you know, the, the Steelers, they need to run the football, and they know that. And that defense is, is pretty good, too. Uh, and then the Vikings are, are right there. Uh, I think the Vikings are in the middle of the pack uh, in terms of the 3-3 three and three teams. Uh, if they can just be consistent, uh, that's what we're looking for there. I have the Panthers making the playoffs, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, and then, you know. Despite the, the losing Chiefs. streak and what we've yeah, seen and all that stuff. I, I do because, you know, Sam Darnold, I thought the fact that the Panthers wanted this, this guy, uh, that he was going to conform. And, and okay, Christian McCaffrey, I know he's on IR right now, but when he gets back, that's going to be a big boost. But Sam Darnold, he's got to be careful here that he doesn't play himself into a backup quarterback role Yeah, because that's where it's trending. It's now or never for him. It's now or never for him, and somebody needs to get in his ear and wake him up, and if they do, uh, they can get a lot of production from that player.
1: Yeah, no, I think, yeah, the Panthers are three-point favorites on the road against the New York Giants. We'll get into that game a little bit later on. I have a pick in that game, which... We will talk about at the top of the second hour. But the two and four teams, we mm-hmm. have the New England Patriots, Indianapolis Colts, Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Seattle Seahawks, the Russell Wilson list. Right. Seattle Seahawks. How do you rank those teams?
4: Well, Washington, the football team, disappointing in their defense for sure. Mm-hmm. Then the Seattle Seahawks without Russell Wilson, they haven't experienced this for quite a while. I don't know what direction they're going to go And I like the Eagles and their youth on their roster. Uh, the Colts, I believe, can get back in the playoff race. Uh, they got a big game as we'll break that one down, too. Uh, but Carson Wentz getting healthy. Uh, Quentin Nelson at some point is going to get healthy. That's the best mm-hmm. offensive lineman in the league. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the Patriots. I mean, it's Bill Belichick uh, and others right there, but will Bill Belichick figure it out? This, this is a, it's an important week. I, I, don't, I don't know if they'll cover. be honest Mm -hmm. with you but this is an important week even though it's the
1: jets they've been so close against some really good teams tampa bay Mm -hmm. then dallas last week right i feel like the cowboys were begging them to win the game and they couldn't do it right they just it doesn't feel like they have the horsepower to be able to beat those elite teams now we're just ranking them against Mm -hmm. other teams that are not as good but in terms of what we've seen from them thus far it feels like they put these big performances together against these great teams they come just short, and then against these bad teams like we saw against Houston, Mm -hmm. they were in a dogfight and at one point looked like they were going to lose to Davis Mills.
4: Right, right. Key injuries the offensive line, uh, Trent Brown, that situation and then a rookie quarterback. Uh, It's not Mm -hmm. a great recipe right there for Bill Belichick, but I think he'll figure it out though. Time to go bottom of the basement.
1: Let's go dumpster diving. The one in five teams, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, New York Giants, Miami Dolphins,
4: and the New York Jets. Oh, this is easy here, Femi. I mean, the Texans, my goodness, they have no wheels or anything on that carriage. Uh, Five, four, the Giants, Joe judge. I don't even know if he's going to last a year. Then the Jets, the Jets number three in this category of one in five teams. And then the Dolphins because I really like Flores as a head coach. Yeah, it's surprising Um, to see that. It is. And then you know, look. Uh, number one, Jacksonville. I, I know uh, Urban Meyer and his shenanigans off the field, but the noise is really loud. But I think out of this category, the Jacksonville Jaguars is the best one in five team there.
1: Imagine saying that. I know. Like that's 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 a thing that's happening right, right. now. But Trevor Lawrence is outstanding. Yes. He looks like he is the absolute real deal. If he can just shake off the Urban Meyer cobwebs that are going on there in Jacksonville (laughs) we'll see how that unfolds in Duval County Uh, interesting stuff nonetheless they're on a bye week if they're playing in London but don't go away point spread Sunday rolls on it's stop drop shut them down open up props on the other side
0: this is point
1: spread Sunday on v the sports betting network The NBA season might have tipped off, but there's still time to grab your copy of the Vison Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the oddsmakers. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi and Mike Pritchard, getting you set for week number seven in the National Football League. Pritch, we have picks coming up at the top of the second hour. Also, Julian Edlow, DraftKings content specialist. We're going to talk with him about some of the interesting props that they have over at DraftKings. It's always a full menu, Mm -hmm. but first, let's talk about props that we have noticed in a little game I like to call stop, drop, shut them down, open (laughs) up. props (laughs) props. <laughs> so, starting off the number one highest scoring team in week 7, the favorite are the Los Angeles Rams at plus 330, Cardinals plus 380, Chiefs plus 500, the Bucks 7 to 1, Packers 10 to 1, Raiders 15 to 1, Titans 16 to 1, Ravens 17 to 1, Falcons 22 to 1, and the 49ers 25 to 1. Anything stand out to you in terms of value with this prop?
4: Well, in terms of value, I mean, you're looking at the Packers and Aaron Rodgers at 10 to 1. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, anytime you have a quarterback like that at at 10-1, to uh, that has some value. You think about the Raiders, and Derek Carr, I just uh, spoke of him not too long ago. As he has ascended his level of play, they're an explosive team. That's their identity. They want to throw the ball. They want to get back to that vertical passing game. Uh, Henry Ruggs, the third, is averaging over 20 yards per reception, and they got a guy named Darren Waller, uh, who is just a difference maker. Uh, And then Tennessee Titans, there's some value there because of who their opponent is. When I look at uh, highest scoring teams uh, on today's schedule. Uh, it's the combination of, okay, defense uh, and then also uh, you think about turnovers. How many turnovers could there be in the matchup? Certainly. And then offensive prowess, uh, the firepower that they have. I, I think uh, the Kansas City Chiefs hampered a little bit, but the Titans, if everybody's healthy, Julio Jones, I'm talking to you, uh, this <laughs> this team can light up a scoreboard there too. So uh, it, it, To me, it is about the matchup. I, the Ravens and the Bengals that's a divisional game Mm -hmm. that I'm not too sure about but in terms of value I mean you got Aaron Rodgers at 10 to 1 against a football team that hasn't played well this year
1: yeah the Packers 10 to 1 is the one that initially stood out to me especially with the Washington football team I believe cornerback William Jackson he's a game time decision Mm -hmm. but it's leaning towards doubtful okay. in terms of playing. So you can imagine what Devontae Adams in that passing game could do against a football team defense that hasn't lived up to expectations by any means. But it's interesting that you pointed out the Tennessee Titans because the Chiefs are 5-1, to one, but the Titans are 16-1. to one. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really make sense <laughs> it to engage. me, especially when you look at the line of Kansas City being a four-point favorite and a total of 57.5. So I think the Titans pick of 16-1 to one is probably even better value than the Packers of 10-1 to one just knowing what we know about what that game could possibly turn into. And I get it that the Titans, they'd use a lot of ground game, so maybe that runs the clock out. Mm -hmm. But I can see that team easily putting up 30-plus points because we saw it Monday night against a Buffalo defense. That's better than Kansas
4: City. And Henry can go for 75. We saw that at 20 (laughs) miles an hour. (laughs) So So, even
1: though they're running the clock
4: out, he could just explosive Exactly. They could be explosive. But defensively, Kansas City has a problem. Uh, anytime, and then with the one out too, I you know you could see them going to two tight ends a mm-hmm. little bit more and and balancing out a defense so you can run the football. Now if they do load the box, you got one on ones on the outside with Julio and AJ Brown, and, and and to me the Kansas City Chiefs they don't have cover guys that can cover those those two receivers. So uh, it, the Titans have it going. Uh, now can they be consistent with their offense?
1: So that's yeah. the question. Time to get negative, Pritch. <laughs> Lowest scoring team in week number seven. The favorite. Mm. Houston, Texas, plus three fifty. The Lions, plus six fifty. Bears, plus six fifty. Jets, seven to one. Giants, ten to one. As are the Colts. Washington Football Team and Bengals, eleven to one. Panthers, eighteen to one. Eagles, twenty-two to one. Anything stand out to you there?
4: Well, I mean the Texans. That's the easy pick. What they scored three points last week. (laughs) Uh, 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 And again, it's it's a situation. Thankfully, I was not in as a player, but. Those veteran players, there's not a lot of youth on this roster in terms of, oh, okay, let's try hard because our futures depend on it. you you got veterans that are making di- business decisions now mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what this year is going to turn out t- to be. Uh, you're still getting effort uh, from the Lions. Uh, you know Their matchup against the Rams is going to be a difficult run right there too. Uh, I'm going to go, because I have the uh, situation in this game, uh, the Giants and Carolina. Carolina's defense... Um, you know, against lower quality opponents. And I believe the giants, uh, fall into that category because of injuries. And then certainly the way yeah. the year has gone, I, I can see Daniel Jones turning the ball over repeatedly. And mm-hmm. uh, this one, because of the pressure defense from Carolina's 10 to one, uh, for a lowering scoring situation with the giants right there.
1: We are just, I think you're looking at my note sheet or something. I, I did not know, because, I, because I, I had next to the giants. I had an asterisk of <laughs> that's the one that I would play okay. giants 10 to one. I mean, You look at the Giants' offense, it hasn't been great, and they have injuries on top of that. No Saquon Barkley, no Kenny Galladay, no Kadarius Toney. Those guys are all out. And then there's guys that are questionable. Four other pass catchers in John Ross, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. Now, I think those guys will play, but they're clearly going to be compromised in some regard. And this is just the Giants' team that's just not good Jason Garrett's not a good offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. I'm a Cowboys fan I know how the guy calls plays (laughs) it's trust me there are better things to do than watch Jason Garrett's offenses and the total in that game 42 and a half so it's already expected to be a lower total game so the Giants I think is definitely the play if you were to bet into this market Giants 10 to 1 is easy that's like, not even I wouldn't even hesitate All right that one Is there, there a
4: prop out there for the number of screenplays called in this game from Garrett football there needs <laughs> to be or, or, or,
1: how many uh, how many hitches are we, gonna, sure. are we gonna run there on third and <laughs> eight that goes six yards uh most passing yards in week number seven of course the favorite as always I think he's the favorite every week is Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. of the Kansas City Chiefs plus 380 Tom Brady six to one Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr nine to one Matt Ryan is 11 to one Tyler Murray, 13 to 1, Joe Burrow 17 to 1, Tuatanga Vailoa and Taylor Heineke and Jared Goff all 18 to 1.
4: Yeah, you know, Matt Ryan against Miami if they're they're secondary, because uh, you know he do have he does have Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. And I think they discovered something with this young man. Uh, finally, Arthur Smith, thank you. Ridley's coming back too. That one's intriguing to me. That one's intriguing to me. Uh, not really. A running game because of their offensive line situation. Uh, what's going to be easier for them uh, in terms of trying to get better as a football team? And as we see the league become a passing league, they got to work on their pass protection there. So Matt Ryan is intriguing to me at 11 to 1. Uh, is more so the offense intriguing to me at 11 to 1 against the Dolphins. Yeah, I think the one for
1: me is Derek Carr at 9 to 1. Okay. Uh, we're seeing right now the total in that game is 48 and a half. So it's kind of a, trending towards being a more average scoring game in terms of the NFL here. But this is going to be a seesaw battle, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The the line right now, 2.5 is the consensus line in favor of the Vegas Raiders. Now, you would need Darren Waller to play. That's my only concern with looking at Derek Carr at 9-1 to for most passing yards because we know how much he targets Darren Waller, the comfortability that he has with Waller. But the Eagles secondary is not good. And if the Raiders end up falling behind, because we've seen a lot of sharp money batting Philadelphia throughout the week, if the Raiders end up falling behind, they're obviously going to have to throw the ball to get back into the game. Henry Ruggs is one of the more explosive receivers in the National Football League. And also, there's an interesting trend with the Eagles. The last 15 games against AFC teams, 13-2 to the over. Okay. So if this is going to be a game that opens up the Eagles maybe get a lead. I think you see Carr throwing the football down the field constantly. They end up having to abandon the run game. I think Derek Carr is a decent shot at 9-1 to one in this market there against an Eagles secondary that has been carved up against a good offense.
4: Well, they have because Jonathan Cannon, the new defensive coordinator, very, very predictable. Now he yeah. does have one player, though, that I really enjoy watching, um, Darius Slay. Uh, I think very he can match partner. up, but will he get to that? Will he get to – the matchup element of the National Football League. This is the week to do it. If you, if you ask me, uh, don't play the too high-shell zone yeah. coverage scheme thing. Uh, let your great players match up against the other great players for the Raiders and see how uh, that game uh, plays out that way. Let's move
1: along to most rushing yards. Derrick Henry, surprise, surprise, the favorite at plus 130. <laughs> Daryl Henderson seven to one. So a big drop off from the favorite mm-hmm. to the next guy. Chuba Hubbard 12 to one. Damian Harris, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon all 18 to one. And then Damian Williams and Elijah Mitchell at 22 to
4: one. Yeah, good list here too. Uh, this matchup against the Bengals and and the Ravens uh, gets interesting to me uh, for Joe Mixon 18 to one right there. Um, I think the Ravens' defensive front could be worn down at this point a little bit. A lot of physical football. A lot of physical football. We see uh, Calais Campbell with a a, a back issue. I mean, there's some guys on that defensive unit uh, for Baltimore that's kind of banged up here. So I think if that offensive line can get after it, it's it's that kind of matchup too, right? Bengals, Ravens, uh, a physical game. Uh, Joe Mixon, 18-1 is intriguing.
1: I think I'd just go chalk. Give me Derrick okay. Henry. Plus one time. Okay. Just give me Henry. He's going to run all over the Chiefs. Sure. At least that's what I think what happens. Uh, real quick, receiving yards. Devontae Adams the favorite. Plus 550. Uh, I won't list them all down mm-hmm. there. Travis Kelsey's 10-1. to 1, But right. what,
4: you, what stands out to you from the receiving yards prep? Uh, Calvin Ridley, 14-1 to 1, coming back. Uh, certainly against Miami. Oh, look, they might not have their two top two corners. We'll see. Yep. Uh, game time decisions right there.
1: I think that's the important note there. If the, the corners aren't there for the Dolphins, Calvin Ridley could have a big <laughs> day. I think I'd go Devontae Adams. I'm a chalk eater as <laughs> as well in that one no William Jackson Devontae Adams is going to eat on the Washington football team but don't go away on the other side a little market check talking division odds here on point spread Sunday at bed
0: 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSN,
0: the sports betting network.
1: Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is point spread Sunday coming to you from the v studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. A wonderful morning. Week 7 in the National Football League. Family of Mike Pritchard. Pritch, it is time to play a little market check. Mm -hmm. Always checking out the division odds as these things fluctuate throughout the season. So starting with the AFC North, this is an interesting one because we have a matchup between two of the top teams, record-wise at least, in the AFC North between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are six-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 45-and-a-half. But when you look at the division odds, Baltimore right now is minus 225 to win the division. The Browns plus 330, Bengals 10-to-1, Steelers 18-to-1. These odds, of course, courtesy DraftKings. Interesting to see the Bengals at 10-to-1 because if they win today, they're in first place of the division.
4: Right. Clearly, people aren't buying into what the Bengals are doing uh, this season. Uh, Zach Taylor, the head coach, uh, came into the year under fire. Uh, I think they uh, have a, the equal amount of wins that they had already, that they had all last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're seeing a buy-in, too. and I think the indicator for me, Femi, uh, as the season progresses here for the Bengals, they didn't draft an offensive lineman. They drafted Jamar Chase yep. uh, at the top there. And he's, he's looking like the rookie of the year. He so far. is right. But okay, the indicator because everybody thought they were going to go offensive line to help out Burrow because of the injury and everything, but they're okay. The offensive line has been okay. I mean, Mixon's has having a, a decent year too, but they're explosive on the outside. Joe Burrow uh he's gotta calm down with the interceptions a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh but he is a playmaker at quarterback, so they have something right there. And then defensively Uh, Was it the no-name defense now in this division? Because uh, these guys are getting the job done. And, okay, you can look at opponents, but yet they have a physical presence to them. Uh, They played some elite quarterbacks and and held their own. And so uh, you're looking at a defense that's giving or not allowing over 20 points a game so far this year. And uh, I think that's a good recipe within this division right there
1: it's funny that this team lost to the Chicago bears Mm -hmm. and at at three quarters to that game, it didn't even look close. Now the bears let them back into the game, ultimately won, but because I'm a little cautious about this Bengals team, I'm not sure if I'm all the way in buying. Okay. I'm I'm a little slow to the party here with Cincinnati just because I keep going back to that result. Now, maybe it could be a throwaway result in the NFL, like Hey, weird things happen sometimes. But the fact that the bears, what we've seen of them through six weeks, we're really handling the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm, I don't
4: know. You're, I'll just throw that out. There. You got the brakes on right there. The okay. Brakes are all the way. Okay, on. <laughs> but but the thing is, okay, explain the Packers and the Saints, right? Yeah, uh, that's you know, fa- and that's those fair kind fair. of things. I mean, that's fair. It's the National Football like, I hear what you're saying. You know, for the Bears, wow, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's the trend of the inevitable, though. Yeah. Because of who their head coach is. Uh, he's not going to be there. He should not be there after this season, right? And, uh, but you, you have those moments. I, I think Zach Taylor on the other side uh, is coaching for a job, and he knows the uh, circ, uh, situation there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I got the buy-in to a little, but I'm going to wait and see after this match up against uh, the Ravens, though. But 10-1. to 1, uh, is attractive. That's, that's
1: very attractive. <laughs> I mean, you, as much as I'm saying I'm selling and the breaks are all the way yeah. on, 10-1 to 1 definitely is attractive, especially if they're able to get an outright upset win over the Baltimore Ravens. Bengals are the biggest liability yeah. for the books right now to win the AFC North. Highest ticket percentage and highest handle, of course, was the offseason champions, the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. And that's a little bit of shade at them. I know they've had injuries this year. Uh, they're a good team, a really loaded roster. but It's not looking right for them, though. It's not looking right for yeah. them so far. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out with Case Keenum, Baker Mayfields injured right now. Um, the AFC South, this is another interesting division because the Titans are leading right now. They're at minus 375 favorite at DraftKings. Colts plus 280. The Jags 80 to 1. Mm. The Texans, 150 to 1. This is not to win the Super Bowl. Right. This is just to win the division. <laughs> uh, interesting stuff right there. The highest ticker percentage and handle on the Tennessee Titans, which makes sense, especially preseason with all the injuries that we saw with the Indianapolis Colts. But we mentioned it last week this Titans schedule, rather difficult. Now they got past the Buffalo Bills, which not many people were expecting, mm-hmm. getting that win as a six point underdog. Now, though, they turn around and face this Kansas City Chiefs team, which we broke down earlier at the top of the show. Any value you see here, I'm even seeing the updated odds right now, Colts plus 350 to win the division.
4: Well, you know, the Colts, uh, they're one of those teams that, okay, bring in Carson Wentz and everything's going to be okay. But I I thought that it's a new quarterback. It's a situation for a new quarterback with a new team who that new quarterback was injured, had surgery, uh, and really didn't develop any chemistry. Now they're developing the chemistry uh, if you're looking at the Colts. Uh, That situation, Quentin Nelson, to me, is a big wild card. Once he gets back, I wonder how good this offense can be. I I believe the Colts' defense can win them a division, whereas the Titans – Vrabel, he's got to get it right there. I what mean, is he doing? On I have, have no idea. I have the no idea. The defense
1: is terrible. He's supposed to be a defensive guy. His in-game stuff isn't even that great. Right. I think he just got lucky on Monday night with Josh Allen slipping. Sure. Like I, 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 I was tweeting it during the game. Mm-hmm. What does he do for the Tennessee Titans?
4: Experiment. <laughs> That's what he does. Because I mean, this inverted cover two thing with corners and safeties That's- is. Destroying me because I'm trying. What are you doing? These are this is in college, right? And uh, but I, that that to me shows that they don't they don't have it. They don't have a formula defensively, uh, and that should tell every better that right now they're mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out. Whereas offensively they figured it out. They got the formula. But can you bet on that? Can you rely on one side of the ball being that dominant to win a division? If the Colts can get healthy uh, and string them together at what plus three fifty here. Uh, That's a nice shot right there. Now, the
1: injury bug keeps just going after the Indianapolis Mm -hmm. Colts. T.Y. Hilton was ruled out yesterday, so they're down a number of pass catchers. No T.Y. Hilton. Paris Campbell was placed on injury reserve earlier this week, so you're down some pass catchers. Braden Smith, the offensive tackle, he's going to miss, I think, his fourth straight game Mm -hmm. on the offensive line. You mentioned Quentin Nelson. He will be back tonight against the San Francisco 49ers, but they're so banged up. Safety Julian Blackman tears his Achilles in practice. It feels like they just can't get past this injury bug, but if they're able to stay healthy, they, to me, look like a better team than the Tennessee Titans, at least from what I've seen over the last couple of weeks with the Colts now that they're getting some guys back.
4: Right, absolutely, and some trade rumors, too, for uh, where they are um, deep, and that's a running back. I mean, Marlon Max on a mm-hmm. trading block, so they got great running backs. Uh, And backs out of the backfield. I mean, you think about this offense with Frank Reich. Uh, He's going to throw the football that way Too conservative a little bit. Uh, But Carson Wentz is a playmaking quarterback. Now he's got to stay healthy. He's a high risk, high risk player. Uh, To me, that bet, if you're looking at trying to buy the Colts low here, uh, it's around. I mean, it's dependent on Carson Wentz and, and his health, even though he's a high risk player. Real quick here, Pritch, with the AFC
1: West, the Chiefs are the favorite at minus 105 Chargers. They're on a bye week plus 155, Raiders plus 650, Broncos 16-1. to Raiders are the biggest liability, of course. That shouldn't be shocking as we live here in Vegas, Mm -hmm. and the fans back their team with their wallets. Highest ticket percentage and highest handle as well on the Vegas Raiders. To me, it looks like it's Chiefs or nothing from the AFC West odds.
4: Sure. Yeah, the Chiefs, I think that's the comfortable pick. Uh, I'm I'm uncomfortable with the Chiefs right now, though. Okay. Uh, and the Chargers, certainly with that quarterback. But you got the Raiders at plus 800. Uh, to me, last week they proved, and again, it was against Broncos, but they did approve uh, prove to me that they could get by any obstacle that's in their way. The adversity thing now can they keep it together though do they have enough great players in order to win this division they beat the chiefs last year and i think they're confident about that situation
1: yeah the chiefs it feels like they got through that tough part of their schedule mm-hmm. now you mentioned it last week right. that hey if, if you're not playing well the whole schedule is tough sure so if if, if they can start stringing some games together another interesting futures market play with the chiefs at DraftKings earlier on friday when i looked at it in the mvp market patrick mahomes 18 to 1. That's juicy odds for a guy who's, who's going to be putting up quite a bit of numbers, especially with the defense performing the way it has. He's going to have to put up numbers if they're going to win some games here down the stretch, so that's one to keep an eye on. I know that we like the new things, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, the shiny toys, but Patrick Mahomes, he's, he's lurking.
4: Yes, he is. He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's one of those players. Place. He's no longer a unicorn, though, Femi. No. <laughs> I think the league's <laughs> caught up to him. Yeah,
1: no, the league is definitely at least – They know how to defend the Chiefs a little bit with this too high look. We'll see if they can crack that code as they take on the Tennessee Titans as a four-point favorite total of 57 and a half. Real quick, though, NFC South odds doesn't seem like there's much suspense there. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the overwhelming mm-hmm. favorite to win that division right now. My notes have it at minus 650 Saints six to one Panthers 22 to one and the Falcons 50 to one.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, there's no reason to, like I said, until somebody Why even better, right, market. even bet it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at this point, if you didn't bet it early on, then they, uh, certainly uh, don't look at it now because I mean, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's going to win the division there. Yeah.
1: I think that's uh, that's pretty much how you wrap that bow up <laughs> on the <laughs> NFC South there, but that wraps up our number one for us here on point spread sunday hour number two we've got our picks coming up at the top of the segment bridge you have a couple plays have i talked you into anything or have you was us talking about you, you maybe late
4: ad yeah i made some notes you know the the titan situation is intriguing to me now i might that. find the teaser though because of uh, where that line has moved, it's moved towards the Titans right there. So, what, four points? are catching four. Yep. Maybe I can find a teaser uh, situation as we discuss uh, more in program.
1: Right now he has two. I have six. We'll <laughs> break them all down on the other side. Picks to start the tower number two here on Point Spread Sunday. It is Visa, the Sports Betting net.